loops. Oh no loops. Alright, one, two. One, two. Three, four, five, six. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of the Own No Loops podcast. Yo! Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Gene. And this episode, uh, we're going to talk about two artists who are blowing up uh, the charts right now. Yes, they are. Um, So this was inspired by... Uh, I was listening, so I every Wednesday I listen to the Billboard Hot 100. It goes against everything I stand for. Oh but... come on! <laughs> Nobody's twisting your arm. But um, but I I do it. Um, that was that was uh that was tongue in cheek. There, that wasn't really. I, I didn't really mean that. But um, basically we do trivia right every every week. So I listen to the Hot 100 to stay current with. The artists, so I can identify these artists and their songs, so we can crush everybody. Yeah, because there's a song portion of of the trivia. If 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 you've ever been to like uh you know like a, a bar trivia, it's that kind of thing. So there's a song round, and so that's that's our round usually, right? We usually dominate that round, and so where we crush everybody. Yes, <laughs> and and so I listen to the Hot 100 to stay current because otherwise I would have no idea who any of these new people are and their songs because. You know, I'm I'm too underground to dance with that shiny shit on. So, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, in my listening of the Billboard Hot 100, uh, this or uh, this most recent uh, Billboard chart, which if if you're you know listening back to this, this would be the week of September 16th, I believe is how they how they do it, even though it's not actually September 16th yet. It's something like that. It, but yeah. yes, it's the September 16th chart, right? So you can go back and look at this for yourself. Uh, because they keep the charts in perpetuity on the website. Anyhow, um, so in listening to it, I noticed that um, there were no less than um, 18 songs on the Hot 100 that were performed either by Little Uzi Vert or XXX Tentacion, henceforth to be known as XXX or Triple X, because I'm not saying all that shit. Um, <laughs> Triple X. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, like um, Ice Cube and and uh, your man, uh, his name is Vince Staples. What's his name? Vin oh Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, or or uh, um, the ratings for really really uh, vulgar films. porn films prior yeah. nineteen ninety something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyhow, yeah, they had eighteen songs between the two of them on the chart, which was which. I don't know if that's if how how unprecedented unprecedented that is, but it seems fairly unique to me. Between two people, I would figure that it would be unprecedented. <laughs> it is, yeah. It never happened before. Um, uh, but I mean, like, if you took maybe Drake and Lil Wayne about a few years ago, maybe they would come close. But um, yeah. I would say that it's not, it's definitely far from being common. Right. And what makes it even more interesting is that um, all of those most, I think all of the songs were chart debuts for, for the artists. Uh, other than XO Tour, Life, a.k.a. Lilith, um, <laughs> uh, uh, that song had been on the chart for a while before that. But otherwise, every other song was a, like a, a, was a, a chart debut. Yeah. Um, so they released that, their albums uh, um, on August 25th. Yeah. Uh, Little Uzi Vert with Love Is Rage 2 and uh, XXX with 17. 17. And so um, both these albums are, are considered their studio debut 
I'm putting that in quotes. Uh, but they they both have numerous mixtapes, so I don't really know where I, I I never know where the designation is. I knew you were gonna go in on that. I, I have knew to. it. I have to. Well, well, I mean, they if you ask an artist, they will typically say uh, these days that a mixtape is where they get the free reign and they're not really pushing for sales. Yes, they're collaborating with people. Yes, there's original production, but it's not so much that final polished product that's really pushing for sales. They may brag about selling off a mixtape later, but that wasn't their intention. Um, Whereas that album release is A, going towards their contract, and B, going towards really putting putting their names out there. So it's a contractual thing? Uh, I would think so. Hmm. I would think so. Um... You know, when you think about some of the mixtapes versus albums that we've heard recently, like, you know, Drake has done uh, uh, that to a degree where um, his collabo with um, Future was considered a Mm -hmm. mixtape, whereas his albums or his projects are considered albums. I don't think he's done a mixtape. He's got a playlist for more life. That's that's, that's 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 like the that's, that's excuse a, me excuse me this is a playlist it's a playlist that's the third dimension we 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 haven't really ventured too far into that no but, um but yeah i mean like his stuff on his own is really like pushing the envelope as far as stuff that he's trying to do but okay yeah and i don't I know. I think in the past there was definitely more of a marked difference between the music on a mixtape and the music oh, on the album. Definitely. Like with artists, you had you know, like maybe they would use more samples or it would be a little more raw for the mixtape. Then the album, that album would have more. It would be a bit more clean and have more uh, uh, radio air air playable type things. But I don't know if that's true now. I would say that it got. Um, I won't say converted. It got uh, switched up when uh, artists sampled on mixtapes were going after mm-hmm. uh, these people since mm-hmm. they were technically making money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because if you're touring off of a mixtape and you didn't clear the sample, you're making money off of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think that it has been um, switched up a few times. And of course, at the end of the day, it's not an actual tape. But yeah, yeah, right. and, 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 and in most cases they're not mixed either. Exactly. What's um, the deal with corn nuts? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, but I, I I get to a slight degree what they're getting at when they say mixtape versus albums. Okay, slight. Okay, slight. okay, yeah, really. So yeah, and so uh, their albums, uh, uh, Uzi Vert's Love Is Rage Two. Debuted at number one, and seventeen debuted at number two. So they were neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and so sixty nine percent. This is this is just like like some some stats. Sixty nine percent of Love Is Rage Two is on the Billboard Hot One Hundred right now. That's mm. that's eleven out of sixteen tracks. That's that's strong. It's a lot. And and seventy percent of seventeen is on the chart. So uh, the album is basically a ten track album with with one spoken intro. Mm-hmm. And uh, seven out of those ten songs are on the chart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 big deal stuff that we're talking right now, and I'm yeah. sure their respective record labels are really happy about it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. But they, I'm sure that that's not a question. Yeah. Um. And but but yeah. And so this made me it made me take notice because I had never I, I had listened I had listened to um I think uh 
XXX's previous release, the 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 Revenge EP, which came out I think earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, to support his you know the song Look at Me, which was is was his breakout record. So that, other than that, I had never heard of his, heard heard his music. As a matter of fact, I think I, I I didn't hear "Look at Me" until I started listening to the Hot 100. So, I listened to it because I was curious about the whole Drake controversy. Oh, you see, see, I didn't even know about that until like today. Honestly, like, like I, 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 was I knew about that. I knew about it back then, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, well, what is this?" And then right. I listened to the album, and I had the intention of reviewing it, but then I was like, "No, nah, this is too short. He's going to come out with something longer." Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, and so and so yeah and so for me this was it, it was a way for me to kind of get into listen to these artists for a bit because little Uzi Vert you know like you know I'm my chances are if you're listening to this podcast you might uh, little Uzi Vert might just be the dude who had the wackest verse on Bad and Bougie that's 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 how I knew him I honestly wasn't familiar with his music at all I'd heard of him certainly but I didn't know his music mm-hmm. so this was a way to like listen to their music and just talk about you know maybe why these albums are doing as well as they are and you know we'll be thinking about these artists okay so so had you heard any little uzi vert before uh right uh now? bad and bougie um i mean here and there of course uh exo tour life has been all over the place yeah it's, it's been on chart like for 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 a while on spotify it's a, it's approaching 400 million streams wow. that is not a typo i don't really You know, I, I had heard of his name thrown around a few times, and I never really sat down and like studied his stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, in passing, heard a verse there, here or there. Um, but yeah, definitely, what I've heard most is uh, his bad and bougie verse. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, leading into this, um, I knew just from what i read and from discussions and the little that i had heard that i did not want to include him into the typical um uh what they consider mumble rap or the the little effort crew you know i think mumble rap is the secret word of the day so if if you're listening to this anytime you hear the word the phrase mumble rap scream real loud (laughs) and we'll respond (laughs) but um but yeah, I I didn't want to include him in that. I mean, after hearing um, the Migos album, after hearing the Lil Yachty album, after hearing um, you know others, I I I was told and had read that you don't want to just automatically include him into that gang. So um, you know, I, I I went in with an open mind, listening to Love Is Rage too, <clears throat> and I had also listened to. Anything that I had missed along the way, or some of the things that I had missed along the way. Okay. 
Um, as far as my thoughts yeah. on um, Love is Rage 2, um, it opens up just bass heavy, like, jeez. Bass is, a very, <laughs> is, is very heavy these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by the third or fourth song, you kind of got the idea that this dude was looking to run the club for the next three months <laughs> because it was just some hard-knocking, heavy-duty uh, trap beats that um, were backing him doing some uh, a lot of chants that were um, very catchy. Yes, absolutely. Especially in the case of 444 plus 222. That is just like, it's almost like he's trying to lead a line dance in the club. It's like, Damn, this is this is just really infectious. Um, so uh, I I definitely felt like he had it in his mind to just say I'm 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 setting the stage for what's gonna be going on in the clubs all throughout the rest of the year. Okay. Um, you know, and 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 I felt that also with the album, it it's almost was structured like a side A side B thing. Whereas the first few songs were um, real heavy duty, uh, um, bass heavy trap beats. And then it seemed that it took a turn once it got to Neon Guts. Mm. Um, And then after Neon Guts, it took a shift um, not only into the beats, but also um, uh, his content, what he was rapping about Mm -hmm. um, and how he approached his raps. Um, cause, uh, with the first few tracks, it, it was like hitting on the same, uh, marks, um, as far as, you know, uh, uh, ending of ending a bar on the four, ending a bar on the three, you know, typically what rappers will do. I know that, um, he ends on the four a lot, but mm. after neon, Guts, it, <laughs> after neon guts, it was kind of all over the place as far as where he was hitting. And also, um, your topics were, were a little different as well. And, and, and different in what way? Um, more scattered. Mm-hmm. Definitely more scattered. I mean, like with it, with the first few tracks, it, it felt like, um, yeah, you know, he 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 was getting to his braggadocious thing, sure, and it was a little um, reaching here, reaching there. But with some of the tracks on the second half of the album, it was almost like he was leading us to. Oh, he's going to talk about something, but then it just went all over the place and it was kind of like, oh, well, I guess he wasn't going to talk about that thing. Like, um, well, I think it's, no, sorry, go ahead. Like with uh, Pretty Mommy, uh-huh. he, he keeps chanting about this uh, chick named Rosa uh-huh. and thinking he's going to go in on and talk about her, but then he's talking about some other girls and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you got me confused right now. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then. Ill Mind had a, a hand in the production on that song, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 he did. And uh, just a side note, um, if you're on SoundCloud, his his Boom Trap series are definitely something you want to listen to mm. um, if you want to hear any more trap beats from him. Um, and, of course, he does a hell of, a hell of a lot of other things. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he, he handled the boards on that. I, I like that beat, but I didn't like where Uzi was going okay. with it. It's just, it seemed a little scattered. Yeah. You know? Um so I felt that once you hit that mark um, after Neon Guts, which I think was the strongest song on the album. I agree. Um, I think it just f- 
fell off a truck real hard because mm-hmm. um uh early 20 rager was just like i don't know where you're going with this bro <laughs> yes, i got R- I, that R- I got r&b bitches or uh, what do you say was, i got r&b bitches i got r&b hoes yes. is, is, is that how it goes <laughs> he starts out with repeated the repeated 20x whoa 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 and i was like okay um i'm 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 feeling. I'm I got R&B feel- singers. Sorry, it's not bitches. Pardon me. R&B singers. I got R&B singers. I yeah. got R&B hoes. Yeah. Fuck your girl. Can't go broke. This cuz she a hoe. Diamonds on all my fingers. Diamonds on all my toes. Fucking R&B singers. I got 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 R&B hoes. So I felt the yawn coming on because not only was his rapping lazy on it, the beat was kind of lazy on it as well. Yeah. And it's just um, like, eh, 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 eh. That's the-, <laughs> the chant got incoherent, and you were kind of like, I was riding with you, bro. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you were just running to the dance floor for a minute, just all coordinated and whatnot. And then you reached this peak with Neon Guts, and I'm like, yo, yeah. I was imagining a freaking video for Neon Guts. Mm-hmm. And then I went into this track, and I was just like, I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with, um, unfazed um mm-hmm. you know it's 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 the continuing tale of the conflict of the two weekends there's the pill popping clubbing weekend that i can't stand that, that's who's on here yeah and then there's the uh the wannabe michael jackson which i definitely like mm. um so you know you definitely got the pill popping clubbing weekend and i was just like this is really boring yeah i'm, I'm not yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really not a fan of so i'm not a, i'm not uh I haven't listened to a lot of weekend stuff. And I know there's a lot of people who were really into him before he blew up, mm. right? Um, like I, I just never, I never listened to his stuff. Like it takes a lot for me to listen to like R and B. Like it has to. I mean, well, not so much now. Now I'm more open, but years ago I was not as open. Anyway, you shut the door. I, something like that. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, I. So, but anyway, um, the only weekend I really know is the pill popping Zannies. Uh, I got your bitch in my hotel room. Uh, I can't feel my face. Uh, is is that well? That oh, is, is not is pill popping clubbing weekend. But it, but it's about coke, right? Isn't it about coke? When I'm with you. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You you was a coke. I thought. Um, either way, it, it it sounds it sounds sonically it's more it's more what you it's more I guess my I can't feel my face. Um, uh, the joint with uh, Daft Punk on this album. Well, one of the joints with Daft Punk, uh, not a, a motherfucking Star Boy. No, the other one. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're you're right on that. Yeah. One. I, I do know that song. <laughs> um. That song is okay, actually. It's not bad. Um, I, I um, like it. Um. I feel it coming. Yeah. I yeah. like it. It's it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but okay, so you're right. I, I know at least one song for sure that's more on the Michael Jackson tip. More yeah. on the Michael Jackson. I'm a lovely man tip, as opposed to the, um. You know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you know, and and that, but yeah, it, it's 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 especially annoying to hear an R and B singer do that. I mean, it's not I don't like it, period. But right. I feel there's something extra about it when it's an R and B singer, especially one with a voice as annoying as his. Yeah, I mean, like 
you could sing about drugs if you're an RB singer, but sing about drugs. Sing. Right? Put some grit into that shit. <laughs> Put some grit like, into like that I, shit. Like, I, I want to hear the cocaine in your throat. Exactly. Like, sing about that shit. But, I mean, like, you know, with him, he, he is who he is, and he's been streamed a billion times. And, I, yeah. you know, I'm just working on a podcast. So, <laughs> mm, you know. That's true. It, it is. No zan. We have no zannies. Yeah. We, Not a one. And we're in whatever positions we are in life. <laughs> so, you know, cheers to him. But, um, you know, and going throughout the rest of the album, I was like, okay, well, you know, this is cool. This is all right. This is cool. This is all right. Whereas the first half, I was like, yo, 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 mm-hmm. just really just with them on that first yeah. half. What I did like on the second half, though, is, um, you know, I liked, I liked the beats that uh, Wonder Girl gave him. Okay. Pretty much all of the beats on the album were by committee, um, mm-hmm. with the exception of two Wonder Girl tracks, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, she code on one and um, gave them two others uh, solo. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, they were definitely good. Uh, he he came and did his thing on two of them. The third was just kind of like, I don't know what you're doing, bro. Um, but uh, I... I all in all, I got what he was getting um, with this album. There were probably a few too many mentions of certain things, like he makes 80K a show and all of that. Mm. Um, but would I say it's going to be on heavy rotation with me? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Would I say that I could separate him from some of his contemporaries? I probably could. Um are there highlights? Yes, there are. Um, you know, I, I, I did like, um, trying to think right now. My book of rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually looking in a book. Yes. Uh Um, (laughs) You're funny. Um, I did like, um, neon guts, of course, the way it goes four, four, four plus two, two, two. And I like how to talk, which is a wonder girl production. Talk to me. Nice. Yeah. Talk to me. Nice. <laughs> talk to me. Nice. Talk to me. Nice. No, I'm going ball. Yeah. No way. I could fall. Yeah. They predict the next fall. Yeah. Look at them like, oh yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. Nice. Talk to me. Nice. Talk to me. Nice. Oh, don't talk to me at all, yeah. On the way, one car, yeah. Count it up and it's all there. Water hitting look like small. Yeah, so she did, by the way, How to Talk, Malfunction, and co-produce Feelings Mutual. Mm. Um, so, um, and Metro Boomin uh, stepped into the room for X. Um, but overall, album's cool. You know, yeah. um, there are going to be some songs I'll replay. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this was my first time ever listening to any any of his projects. Um, yeah, what, what struck me about this album is there's a lot of just just uh, in terms of the hooks, a lot of repetition. Had to keep this shit for real, all the way to the beat bill. Yeah, you know I kept it for real. Walk around with it for real. You wanna bet it, my money for real, for real, for real. All of my diamonds for real. Different color like for reals. Yeah, that's for real, for real. For real, you know I kept it for real. Walk around with it for real. You wanna bet it, my money for real. For real, for real. All of my diamonds for real. Different color like Pharrell's. Yeah, that's for real. For real, for real. 
like to the point of where it's like word like really you're just gonna say that that many times in a row like especially like unfazed is one where it's just it's just over it's just relentless i'm That's something I don't know, and that's like a newer thing in 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 the rap music today, or or is that just him? But yeah, it's the the repetitiveness struck me. Well, I mean, I I also think about how much people are fashioning albums as opposed to fashioning tracks that are going to be bought for a dollar twenty nine. Hmm. Um, you know, you, I guess because it's 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 artistic to do still fashion things as albums or because of that's how they situate contracts. I'm not sure hmm, why, right, but, yeah. um, why even make albums anymore. You're saying, yeah, yeah. I mean me personally, I love listening to albums because I love to hear how you're setting things up, but I don't know if people are necessarily structuring things saying that mm. this is what my album's going to be about. Cause even album titles, they don't necessarily match what they're talking about. No. I mean, I don't know about the love and the rage here. You well, know? maybe side one is the love side, and side two is the rage side. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, you know. You know, it's 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 closer to the theme of some of the other titles that I hear out there. So, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. Continue. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of auto tune on the album. He kind of does a mix of auto tune singing and rapping. Mm-hmm, um. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised Auto Tune has hung on that long. That was one. That was one. One situation where Jay Z didn't. His influence didn't work. Like he tried to. <laughs> he tried to kill <laughs> Auto Tune. But anymore. it didn't. It it came back. It it took up maybe a slumber and then came back stronger than ever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Auto Tune. For me, for the most part, it's 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 been that annoying little brother, but. Mm. There, there have been some times when the annoying little brother has had his smiling moments, but mm. for the most part, it's just been. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it you know, it it hides it hides voices of people who can't sing. Yeah, and so that, uh, that makes me resent it even more. But <laughs> but, yeah, as far as his actual rapping, it's it's kind of it's whatever. I mean, I guess he has his moments here and there. But overall, it's just kind of, at least for me, it's just kind of like whatever. Like, it's not really saying a whole lot. Um, uh, yeah, I noticed, and I guess maybe this is more in the second half as well, there's a lot of songs about breakups. Apparently, yeah. he was in like a like a public relationship and that ended, and so a lot of the songs, I think, are about that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely feel the, the love side there. Um, uh, I guess I would have probably figured there would be a little bit more rage. Um, it's mm. more... He's non-committal, mm. uh, but he does uh, kind of um, drench his words with regret, pain, things like that um, whenever he's talking about a woman. So you do feel it, but at mm. the same time, he, I guess just to make sure that, you know, he's still appealing to the entire crowd, he does throw in the, I'm not going to call back, <laughs> mm-hmm. and all of that. So, yeah. 
Um, um, and we are, we already mentioned, uh, Neon Guts that it, it, if you, if you didn't know Pharrell was on there, you know, he's going to be on there because of how it starts. It starts off with that signature Pharrell. Dun, 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 dun. again like like many of the songs on this album has a very catchy hook um and and, and the beat the beat is pretty strong it's it's a strong I track like that track, it's man. you know you know done by pharrell um you know again lyrically it's kind of not you know it's, it's kind of whatever i think i like it i like but, it because it's just kind of like it's simple it's not like oh let's let's throw this alongside a kendrick joint like no it's just like um it's just it's just them having fun flipping the mic back and forth a mm-hmm. little and um i thought it was cool um you know it's especially when uh we talk about um how all of the uh, the media outlets got this whole thing about every day on the internet it's it's the young crew versus the older crew and whatever and you, you got a 40 something dude and the 20 something dude on a track together just sounded natural to me mm-hmm. you know so i thought it was dope yeah um yeah the beat is it's very again very bass heavy kind of colorful has some like some chimes like or like uh like some piano um, not piano like uh, almost like uh xylophone sounding uh <laughs> yeah. sounds on it um but yeah i was that, that 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 definitely for me was a standout musically um and again it's an album full of it's it's very it's all about it's all about melody it's again i guess this is uh, most most rap artists today are very melody heavy so this so the album uh you you hear that in in both the the hooks and the and the verses which um you know one thing i'm realizing is that is that in terms like if you look up the lyrics for for these albums um uh rap is starting to match like r&b and rock in terms of lyrical density like the, the one thing that put rap over or distinguished rap from other genres was that it was more lyrically dense because of how things are because of how verses are delivered yeah so you know a rock song would have a lot less lyrics because they're because of how they sing them uh but now rap is sort of matching uh, the other genres so you have less like less lyrics per song i think even just getting away from the the topics, just talking about pure like words, like wordiness. I would say yes and no to that. I mean, you know, there's some rock albums that are just lyrically dense, like you know, a Red Hot Chili Peppers album. But, but he's almost rapping. He has like almost like a rap cadence. Uh, on, on, yeah, on, on a lot of songs, he does. So yeah, he does. He does. I mean, this is true, but still a rock album. <laughs> Well, yeah, but but I think the fact that he does that his his delivery is more rap like is what leads to to it being more lyrically dense. What I got you gotta get it, put it in you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop cutting you. Only in line, I don't wanna be a mind up. Come find the slime, be no wind up. A young man is the loving up, wind up. I come everybody wanna keep it like a kaiser. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. 
Um, but uh, I yeah, I guess in some cases you could say that it is starting to match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because they want to hook that consumer and not fill it up with too too much. Um, that is my guess as far as what the motive is. Do you think it's all about commerce? Uh, well, I mean, I'm always going to say that the uh, the year of enlightenment for uh, making money off of hip-hop was 1995. I probably said it before. Hmm. You know, I don't know if you have. Okay. Well, let me save that to the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I want to hear about that. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, and yeah, and, and another thing I noticed really with listening to both of these albums is that uh, a lot of times the the enunciation, and I guess this, that's where that's where the term mumble rap comes from. It's lyrics are delivered in a way where it kind of makes them hard to understand. Yeah, but his diction for I would say eighty percent of the album is pretty pretty good. I understood and didn't have to read anything. There were a couple tracks. I, I, I like, saw, yeah. It's a couple of tracks. I was kind of like, "What are you talking about? What are you saying?" <laughs> maybe, maybe it's more so in the in the 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 hooks than it is in the in the in the verses. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't like really grouping him with everybody else. Mm. Like he just he's doing his own thing. Um, yeah, you know, some of his um, collaborations might have you grouping him with everybody else mm-hmm. and his age and you know his name, little you know, mm. but. I don't I don't really really see that that connection too too much. Yeah. So. Um but yeah, so the, yeah, that's Love is Rage 2, not uh the you know, the reckoning. Uh but <laughs> but uh I yeah, I I wasn't overall it's not something I I would listen to on a regular basis. I probably won't be going back to it too much. Um if I hear I suppose if I hear uh Neon Gut somewhere, I won't be mad at it. But um I'll be happy. Yeah, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 not it's not something that I that I really like. I, I didn't really dig it like that for the most part. I'll revisit a couple tracks. I wouldn't uh, revisit the album or have it in heavy rotation. But you know, Neon Guts and uh, a couple of the other tracks are definitely tracks that I would listen to again. Okay. Uh, so now let's talk about Seventeen by Triple X. <laughs> um. So this is an album again. This is I had listened to his Revenge EP uh, previously. So where re- the Revenge EP every song, so every song apparently was just a song he took from his SoundCloud. It was just random songs, and he just kind of put them together. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think really to promote that song, "Look at Me," just to, so because he had he had new new eyes on him. Yeah. So he had to get something else people could see what he was about. Yeah. That EP sounds like a genre sampler. Like every song on that album sounds like it's from a different genre. Like from you have more like somber, yeah. straight, straight up singing stuff. You have "Look at Me," which is this. Uh, this really this very hard hitting pure like, energy rap track. Yeah, and then you got stuff that sounds like heavy, like like straight up like punk rock. Yeah. 
Um, and then you got stuff that almost sounds like, you know, mid-2000s underground rap. Lost in the pessimistic state of perception, it's been hard to participate in natural instances and due to my history, I don't know what's next for me, but keep my composure for over anyone next to me. If Dean Detriment told me love was for negligent motherfuckers, I can't seem to keep aware in their head, I'm not self-aware, I'm misled, I'm a hypocrite like the rest. I will kill myself if it benefit all of my fucking friends, I'm sorry mama. Yeah, and, yeah, and it has all of that on like like a I don't know seven or eight track EP or something like that. So yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's just grabbing them all, um, and and it's interesting that he's uh, able to 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 do that. You know, yeah, still not even twenty years old. Yeah, he's yeah he's nineteen. Yeah, um. And so this album is is the opposite of that for the most part. It's it's very singular in terms of the mood of of the album. Sonically, it has it has a lot of acoustic guitar and uh, like some like like piano keys and um, and a lot of singing. And um, so it, so he definitely focuses in terms like it, it does sound like a single a single statement as opposed to just like a sampler which I, I think i think revenge literally was a sampler whereas this is it sounds more like he uh made this all under the same mood the same feeling right um so yeah so this is an extremely somber album oh <laughs> it's, yes it's very this it, is not something you want to listen to before you with go to any, work. <laughs> any or, or with any sharp instruments around you or uh. Or or weapons or or whatever. It's very much. It it seems like it was written from the perspective of somebody who's very depressed and and uh, disturbed and possibly suicidal. It's uh, um, it, it's a, it's a little unnerving. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not. I wouldn't really. I don't know if I can classify, classify this as a rap. It's not really a rap album. It's like he has a couple. He has a couple of of songs that sound more rappy, but yeah. it's not a rap album. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't uh, categorize it as such. Um, you know, uh, it's definitely more on the. I guess you would say maybe closer to rock. I wouldn't really call it R and B. No, um, I think so, he calls it R and B, but I wouldn't call it R and B. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's definitely some blues in it. I think, mm. um, yeah, I think the R and B just refers to the fact that he's singing as opposed to to rapping on yeah. most of it. Yeah. Um, this album is extremely short. It's it's almost a crime to call it an album. It's like a stretch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I was reading up about it, and they mentioned that it was an album, even though it's at 22 minutes in 22 a second. Yeah. And um. I even looked online to see how much it's being uh, um, priced at, and it's at a full studio album price of yeah. nine forty nine on Google Play. Yeah, um, and I was just like, "Really, dude?" Yeah. So um, that definitely figures into the, um, I guess, the consumability. Uh, just you know, you're sitting on your commute you can easily listen to this album and you know real quick yeah um it's not a not an issue at all for you to get through it no it's not unless you're just not into the material which is as we said is kind of sad yeah most most of the songs have 
uh, one verse, one like short verse, and then you know, you know, you know, a hook around each, a hook surrounding each verse, like or that verse. Yeah. Um. It 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 sounds like he still has sounds like he's still like whatever mode he uses to make music on SoundCloud sounds like he's still making music in that mindset. I I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Um. You know the. The two most popular songs on it were um, Revenge, which was the first single. I've done two plays for us, my dear. Can't Jocelyn Flores, right. um, which uh, the name comes from uh, his friend who had committed suicide when she was staying with him for a photo shoot. Right. I'm in pain, wanna put 10 shots in my brain. I've been tripping about some things, can't change. Switch on the same time, I'm tame, put your diss in, beg a phone call. Girl, that you fuck with, kill yourself. I was this summer and nobody helped. And ever since then, when I hate myself, wanna fucking end it, pessimistic. All wanna see me with no pot to piss in. But niggas been inside about the grave, I'm digging. Have a conversation about my haste decisions, fucking sickening. At the same time, memories surface through the grapevine, but my uncle playing with a slip knot. Put some out of stress, got me fucked up, been fucked up since a couple months, they had a nigga locked up. After a speech, um, it leads into that. His speech, of course, is telling you exactly what type of album this is and how it's pulling away from what you might expect from him. And, yeah. you know, please just listen uh, to it. Um, so, I mean, you, you, you go into different themes. You, you, you go into um, uh, uh, some real direct stuff. I mean, Jocelyn Flores, of course, is about his friend and is just talking about depression and then of course right after that you have a track called depression and obsession right um which just uh um kind of weighs these two uh words um over a pretty short track just talking about how the guitar the, right yeah and, and how the two are related and kind of work against each other depression and obsession don't Hollywood motels, hell, I think I'm just obsessed with you. You know, like Marcus said, you, you do have some rapidy rap probably on two tracks on there. Um, where you are getting what I think is a thorough flow from him, um, that is is introspective and it's 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 clean, it's direct, um uh and um you know, definitely brings home the points that he's trying to make similar to what he was doing with the singing. Um, but uh, it, it it just stays, the weird thing about it is that it just stays in that same tone. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, 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 the rap records are still like slower and uh, same subject matter. Yeah, so, you know, like you probably... Um, you know, would hear a fully happy album and think, well, what what are the other feelings? You hear a fully sad album and you're thinking, well, where's the happiness? So, right. um, uh, the other the other things I guess that I'm thinking about surrounding this album were, um, well, first my favorites were uh, Jocelyn Flores, 
uh, Depression, Obsession, and Carry On, which was one of the tracks that he did rhyme on. Yeah. Carry on, life flights so just carry on with this pain inside of my chest. Got no choice but to carry on. Uh. Carry on, life flights so just carry on with this pain inside of my chest. Got no choice but to carry on. Uh. Carry on, life flights so just carry on with this pain inside of my chest. Got no choice. But um, I think both of those tracks sample the same artist. Uh, what is uh, uh, Shiloh? Shiloh Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she sampled throughout. Uh, the album. Um, he had a track called Orlando, which I thought would be making a reference to the incident in Orlando mm-hmm. shooting, but it was more um, a um, a drifting, pleading uh, song. Um, and um, it finishes... There's a lot with, of drifting and pleading on this album. Uh, there is. <laughs> there is. There is. Um, now, unfortunately, and, and I really don't know where his mind was with this, Leading up to the release of the album on his Instagram, he had um, a uh, promotional stunt that uh, uh, was a video, I believe it was, where it was presented like um, he had hung himself. Right. And some people actually thought that he actually killed himself and put it up on his Instagram. Right. I mean, he talks a lot about suicide, so it would it would totally seem like a, a feasible thing. Yeah, but, you know... Some people were not feeling that and yeah. ended up apologizing later and whatever. Yep, apparently, it's, it's maybe something for an upcoming video or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, it, it probably was. top to bottom it just all of the tracks to me really felt unfinished um yes. i don't think you get over three minutes with any of the nope. tracks yeah it's, it's, it's everything mostly hovers around the two minute mark yeah and you know there were there were some tracks where i was just like oh yeah and this is gonna be oh <laughs> this will be s- no you know you're thinking it's really just gonna go into something really great and i was just like gosh man why did why did you have to stop right there? You you really just broke down a wall with coming out with something like this. And why don't you just go the full way, the full hundred yards? Yeah. But that didn't happen. No. So, um, you know, all in all, I thought it was a, um, you know, a cool effort. I probably would listen to some of the stuff again. But the fact that it feels so unfinished just bothers me. Yeah. You know, so... You know, I would hit up a couple of tracks and be like, okay, yeah, that was cool. And listen to them again. Yeah. I think the most striking thing about him is that he he's he's an artist who clearly uh, doesn't fit fit into any box whatsoever. Like, he uh, has clearly has a wide range of influences and can kind of do whatever in terms of, in terms of uh, uh, musical direction. I think he's a really talented dude. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was at, you know, hearing the song Look At Me, you would absolutely have no idea what to expect from him as an artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he doesn't have anything on here that comes even close to that song. And other songs I've heard from him don't really listen, sound like that song at all. Yeah. So outside of the actual album, I guess, um, with the hype with him lately, of course, we talked about the other projects. Um, Now... um. Throughout the summer, you know, there's been some legal issues. A lot that, of legal issues. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, throughout his life, throughout his whole, his whole life has been fraught with legal issues. Yeah. And controversies. And he's still only 19. So, yeah. you know, some gun possession charges at 16, uh, robbery and assault uh, last year. And then, of course, right now he's dealing with some situation. Uh, he was arrested for false imprisonment. Uh, witness tampering and aggravated battery of a pregnant victim mm-hmm. um, trial set to hit in October um, the victim testimony came out in September and it's it, it just very it, disturbing. It, it just leaked maybe a few days ago on uh, on a uh, pitchfork they, yeah. they somehow got a hold of, of testimony of the woman who accused him of of all these things and they posted it and yeah I read it as well it's super disturbing um, if if there's any truth to it, uh, this dude is really fucked up, like really fucked up. Yeah. And and so and I also watched a, a bit of a podcast. There's a podcast interview that's on YouTube. I watched some of that, maybe about half of it. And uh, it's like I don't want to convict anyone before they're given their day in court. Like I don't know the situation. I don't know him. I don't know whoever's involved, right? But but given some of get some give me some of the details and some and given some of the things I've heard him say and heard him talk about, it seems totally plausible that he did all this shit. Yeah, and, and even I mean, just listening to some of the other tracks like uh, Jug Walk where he talks about smacking a woman right from the top. Hmm. Um, you know, uh just made me wonder. And um Yeah, in the interview he spoke about hitting a girl in school. So Yeah. 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 So again, don't know. Right. Um, but uh it 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 his own music doesn't really speak to the fact that um he could be in, in, innocent, but we right. don't know the right. facts. Right. Um but yeah, it, for me it like it brings up the question of the age age old question of can you separate an artist from their art? Right? That's something that goes on. Like, you know, recently uh, there, you know, there were more allegations uh, against R. Kelly. There was a whole BuzzFeed article yeah. about that, yeah. and that always brings that that question to mind, right? Like, can you can you separate an artist from the an artist from their art, and sh- or should you? Like, I got, I tend to be like, for me personally, I try to do that as much as possible, but at the same time, I don't think I don't think there's a right answer to that question. I think yeah, it, it just depends. On, it depends on you. Some people can, and some people can't, and. You know, when you have, an, but I think when you have an artist like Triple uh, X who puts, who seems to put a lot of himself into his music, yeah, how can you not? How can you not? Uh, how can how can you fully separate the two? Yeah, especially because the last song on this album is named after the woman who he's who he allegedly uh, uh, beat up, yeah, and 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 imprisoned, yeah. So you can't you can't fully separate the two, and I feel like if it comes out that. If if it comes out that he's guilty of all this shit, like I can't I can't co-sign him. I can't listen to his music. Well, no, I wouldn't want to either. If I've heard that he was guilty and he's convicted, yeah. um, you know. But there are artists who maybe have done heinous shit with music. I might listen to. I might listen to some Miles Davis. Uh-huh. All right, I might listen to some. 
you know, name an artist from from the seventies who was problematic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it, it's sometimes it it, it 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 tends to vary. You know, but but I guess reading the testimony and and seeing hearing some interviews with him and seeing kind of how his mind works, like I wouldn't be able to listen to his music. It's just like you know, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like because yeah. because because. Um, he, and, and really how fucked up is it that people like, like, do people know him, know him well enough to know if these things are true or not? Like, how could you fuck with somebody who is, you know, who's possibly done these things? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. And it seems like the, and the controversy has made him even more popular. This is true, yeah. which is a bit disturbing. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, you know, at this point it's alleged. It's, it's, it's at this point at the, at this date it's alleged his he has a court case i think october 5th so we'll see how that goes but yeah um, we'll see um and there have been other things that have uh um hyped up his uh his current status uh he had the uh controversy with drake over um drake's song kmt and him going online and stating that uh drake stole uh, his sound and his flow. Demon just got out of can. I gave my bro an advance. Love is just not in my plans. Not even taking a chance. Studio right in my yard. I'm doing ten in a week. How long I've been on the street? Dream about working my sleep. I like bitch who is your mess. Taking my dick in my pants. My bitch don't love me no more. She kicked me out on life, bro. I don't know if it was so much him or if other people felt like that. I, I feel like other people felt like that and probably spoke out before he did. That's my guess. Yeah. He was kind of reacting to that reaction. You could definitely go on YouTube and see people posting yeah. stuff about it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that it's that similar um, you know the the actual beat of KMT versus Look at Me. I don't think it's the beat. I think it's 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 Drake's flow. And well, it was one of the videos that I saw was both. Okay. His flow and um, and the uh, uh, this, the beat. Okay. Um, he also had an incident in San Diego in June where um he was knocked out by um, yeah by a fan while he was performing and um, well, supposedly uh people said that it was. Uh, connected to Rob Stone, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it, was, it was some rapper beef that I think this guy, this guy Rob Stone, his someone in his crew had about someone in Triple X's crew. I think is how it Slump went. God. Yeah, Ski Master Slump God, who he yeah. met when he was in jail. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of controversy around him and a lot of uh, um, violence allegations and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah, dude is 19. It's like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, uh, whether it's true or false or whatever you've done, um, you know, you got, you got hopefully a lot of life, a lot of time to figure it out. Even if you're completely innocent, um, you know, just move away from the energy that's, uh, getting you pulled down on this if you are innocent. And if you're not, <laughs> then you got a few more things to figure out. Right. So. So there's that, 17. Um, so what I was saying in regards to 1995, yeah. real quick on that, um, I honestly think that with hip-hop, um, prior to that uh, year, 
you had your 80s time when hip-hop was really just struggling to make it to radio stations and then the late 80s where nwa um was uh the biggest thing around and you know you did have some other things of course luke and and whatnot but it was just nwa just really ruling uh the radio stations and there were a lot of carbon copies of them put out because that was okay well we know how to make money off of this Mm -hmm. now this is great i feel like that was more common after like the billboard thing after billboard um the if i forgot the sound scan sorry not the yeah sound yeah. after sound scanned and like that was around the time of the chronic after that i feel like that's when record labels were like well we need another chronic well yeah sound scan i think really came into play around in the mid 90s um, early this is like 90 91 92 maybe i think uh, i believe I, I could be wrong but i believe it's like 92. okay we'll, we'll double check yeah that. um but i mean in regards to hip-hop i really think that you know a lot of people say oh but the golden era of hip hop was eighty six, ninety four. Mm-hmm. But think about that for a second. Between nineteen eighty six and nineteen ninety four, there was a lot of what people would call creativity. What I would say is a lot of variance, where you were um, having labels sign whoever, and there was a lot of gimmicks. But those were very short lived. So it's kind of like, okay, well, we can't have fifteen crisscrosses because that is very short lived. So um, there was one thing and another thing and another thing and another thing. And and in the midst of all of that, there were just labels opening their doors to people who maybe possibly had that next big hit, but you couldn't really forecast it. Mm -hmm. And then the moment that um, uh, Puffy figured it out and started um, dressing people up and taking uh, Biggie, who knew how to rap, um, into um, all of these wonderful clothes and uh, putting branding on top of it. Yes, there was branding hip hop before '95, but not to this uh, extreme. You say branding, you mean like like mentioning name brands? Mentioning name brands, okay. Um, but not to this extreme when it came to uh, really dressing people up to um, have them talking about one thing but looking another way, and it was a lot less threatening. Hmm. Um, Bad Boy and Associated Record Labels really grew off of that. And I think hip-hop has never looked back since. Mm. So um, you go on YouTube, you'll see a video from Kumo D saying that that was more of a probe. I uh, would tend to listen to that. I can't say that I'm going to go and preach a that probe. right now. Yeah, you, you check it out later. Like, um, like, like a UFO probe? Like shutting down the uh, creativity and afrocentricity in hip hop like 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 it was like like a, a, a conspiracy yeah okay <laughs> maybe i should use that word okay but um yeah yeah so being able to make money off of something and um i mean i totally would say that once it was figured out exactly how we're going to market this thing um it it, it never never turned back after that mm-hmm. so um, has there been creativity in hip hop in the 22 years since? Of course there has been, but we kind of know exactly if we're not going to do things too risky, where to go. So that's what my thought was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's, and maybe that's another episode, right? Like what was the, the, the turning point of, of hip hop? Cause I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like definitely Puffy was a huge catalyst for change in, in rap music. 
Yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, just, just for the record, SoundScan started tracking sales data March first, nineteen ninety one. All right. Um. But um. Yeah, I feel I feel like. Like you were saying, like in the in like the the late eighties, early nineties, record labels seem to be signing artists more so based on creativity, or more so based on I think people were like this artist, or this artist has something new to bring. Let's sign them. Yeah. Not saying it was like a candy land for rap creativity, but but you definitely had a wider range of artists who who had major label deals and artists who like you can almost listen to music you can also listen to something and say oh yeah they there's no way they would have gotten signed in the in like the early 90s there's no way yeah right? yeah because uh, or no uh, there's no I'm sorry there's no way i meant the other way around there's no way this artist would get signed like after the midnight or after the late 90s i knew that's what you meant that, that's what i mean <laughs> um, i just nodded yeah <laughs> um um but yeah like like because just Everything had to fit a certain formula. Formula after after the Chronic and definitely after uh, Bad Boy. Yeah, I've, everything had to. And, and so you could tell if it hit that formula, it's gonna be it's gonna be popular. If not, then you know it's gonna be under so, quote unquote underground. Yeah. And so yeah, after '97, it didn't it it mattered less and less, and still decreasingly matters. Like what you say and how you say it, it became less of the, of the big deal. Um, and and yeah and so yeah i think puffy was definitely a huge linchpin for rap becoming taking that shift more into pop than than it than it had before yeah yeah i agree i definitely agree with that yeah so um so yeah we uh talked about our two albums and we had a little bonus uh discussion for yeah. you um so with that i think we will close of course you can join the discussion um hashtag oh no loops on twitter and uh you know all the other places uh we are on um instagram at oh no loops facebook at oh no loops we're also on twitter now at oh no loops oh yeah and individually on i need tw- the password i don't know the password <laughs> on twitter individually we are on oh no loops um i am at old oh, excuse me old dirty plaster mm-hmm. o-l-d-i-r-t-y-p-l-a-s-t-r and I am uh, at Urkel Modi on Twitter. So find us. Definitely find us. Um, we um, also have a Spotify playlist hovering around. You can find us there uh, right now. You do have a few of our episodes with attached playlist. And you also have the nice Ratchet Fridays playlist there, too. Um, so definitely. That's all you, by the way. I just wanted to say that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> so definitely interact with us and all of that good stuff. So um, we definitely appreciate you for listening. Subscribe um, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are on iTunes, please leave a review um, and a rating. Yeah, absolutely. That that helps us to get more listeners. Yes. Um, which we want because we do this so people can hear it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not Albie Shuring it over here. No, that's not Albie Shure. Damn it, that's Christopher Williams. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> My apologies to Albie Shure and Christopher Williams. And and uh, with that, uh, we're gonna bid you adieu. All right. Peace. Wait, what did you want to say? Your signature catchphrase. My signature catchphrase. Zip it up uh. and zip it out, America. <laughs> be kind but be wise and always be on time <laughs>
Yes, and always let your conscience be your guide. Awesome. Uh, shout out to Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Peace. Peace.